This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif, episode number three. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you are looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I'm a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you build clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We will discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and create more time and energy to live your best life. Last week, we discussed how our feelings are coming from our thought in the moment. Now, that may seem like a simple statement, not any more complicated than that, but truly understanding that statement can change the way we look at everything in our life. So when we look at what are facts versus the stories or the thoughts in our mind, it's really important to be aware that our brain is naturally programmed to complete the story. We want things to make sense. And if there are things that don't quite fit within our worldview, then we create thoughts or stories to make sense of it. Now, not all these thoughts and stories serve us. They may be related to thought patterns that we have held throughout our entire life. They may be related to limiting beliefs and thoughts that have been passed on generations to generations in our families. So it's really important to separate the facts from our stories so we can explore this further. We may think that our facts, our circumstances are a problem and we try so hard to change them. But in reality, it's really our thoughts about our circumstances that influence and shape our lived experience of this world. So what can we do when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we feel like we don't know what the next step should be? The first step in really understanding our mind before we can even talk about changing things in our life, the first step is really creating awareness on where our thoughts are in the current moment. And we can do a thought download. So a thought download is really just a journaling exercise where we write down all of the things that we're thinking, perhaps feelings that we have. We may write even about the circumstances in our life, about our job or our uh, relationships, things in our external world that we really don't have control over. Once we understand what the story is that our mind is building, then we can explore further. What are the feelings that are coming out of this reality? What are some actions that we're taking and the ultimate result that we're seeing? So when we take these steps to understand our thoughts further, then we're able to take the next step, which is starting to shift our mindset. Our thoughts, our reality of how we experience our world. 
Now, we'll be exploring this further in our next episode, where we spent really a lot more time diving deep into what is a thought model and how do we really explore and shape our own reality. Today, I am so excited to welcome my guest, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. Dr. McLaughlin is a board-certified plastic surgeon who walked away from her practice after experiencing burnout. She currently works as a medical director for an insurance company as she's growing her wellness program dedicated to middle-aged women going through menopause who want to combat inflammation and weight loss. Hi, Dr. McLaughlin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. It's so wonderful to have you here. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about your journey, if there have been any situations of burnout and overwhelm, and how you have found balance in life. Yeah, so it started, um, you know, basically when we were going through school, it was just one after another, right? We took all the exams, we did the medical school, we did residency, And then I got into private practice. I was a plastic surgeon trained in general surgery and plastic surgery. And I did a lot of call and and all that was great. You know, things were going great. And then I met my husband and we had a child. And then I felt like things just came to a crashing halt. She was sick when she was born. With time, I felt like I couldn't be a good physician, couldn't be a good mother. I couldn't be a good wife. I felt like there was just so much on my plate and I truly didn't know what to do. I really experienced burnout so much so that I just really wanted to walk away from the practice. And eventually I did. It was that bad. Thank you for sharing these struggles. I can only imagine the sense of isolation when you were deep in that space. That's one of the things that I had personally experienced and I've heard in the stories of so many who have shared. We feel like we're alone and struggling with all of these things on our plate, trying to find the balance between them. So what happened at that point? I just took some time for myself. It wasn't a lot of time because I'm pretty much a go-getter, but I started doing some creativity. Like I like designing. I did a lingerie line. I kind of bounced from one thing to another. But one thing that I did hold on to is doing consulting work, doing chart reviews. Years ago, it was easier to do chart reviews than it is now as far as accreditation and and different regulations that they look for. So I was doing that and that was great. I was actually able to have enough income from that, that it replaced what I was doing, which was great. But it was kind of just finding myself, just taking a long, hard look at, you know, and saying, I never want to go back there again. And just really enjoying the present. So I always felt like I was on a rat race, like one day after another. It was just, you know, you worked, you went to sleep, you worked again, and always that struggle to catch up. So for me, it was really trying to live in the present and really self-care. So for me, burnout was just experiencing, there was no light at the end of the tunnel is basically what I felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. So I know that I never wanted to go there again. So for me, my advice for physicians would be, or anybody really is to have options and and never say no and keep your options open. When I say never say no, it's extremely important to say no for certain things. Mm -hmm. Like if you feel like you're overextending yourself, but when it comes to job opportunities or possible growth uh, and having that growth mindset, it's important to say, yes, you could always start something and and say, you know, this is too much. I don't want to do it. But if it's something that you think that can lead to growth and you may not even feel it at the time, but trust me when I say this, because that consulting work that I was doing, that actually came from 
being asked to do something like quality assurance work within the hospital that I didn't want to do. Truthfully, I felt like I had too much to do, but I felt obligated to say, yes, I did. And once I started doing it, I liked the work. And it was actually the ticket that got me out of where I was when I experienced complete burnout. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think one of the struggles is just knowing where do you say yes? Where do you say no? I think it's amazing that you were able to recognize that you were in that space of deep burnout and that this is not a place that you want to live in and you needed a change. And your story resonated so much with me. I was in a similar situation a few years ago, feeling overwhelmed. Time was challenging and there was so much going on with the kids and home and work and just balancing everything. One day I came home from work. I'd been on call over the weekend and the kids hadn't seen me. And when I got home, my youngest little one at the time, she was four, and she told me, when you're gone all the time, I just, I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel so lonely. I just can't stop crying. You know, when your child says something like that to you, it just, it breaks your heart. And I remember thinking, I don't know what I need to do, but this is not where I want to live. This is not a space that is healthy for anybody. And really all I had was just that recognition. I didn't know what my next step was going to be. I didn't know what my future held and I didn't know how to make that transition. I approached my boss at that time and handed in my letter of resignation. And all I knew is that I had to make a change. I had wished that there were other people who I knew had gone through this and might be a source of support. But really most of that transition I made alone, I didn't really know who to reach out to for support. And as I navigated through that process of figuring out what my next step is, of considering what are my options and started reaching out for help, reaching out for support, I felt like there was so much more out there than I had realized. And that's really what got me through some of the toughest parts of my life. And that's actually one of the motivations for me to start this podcast and start talking about it. There are a lot of people who go through some element of burnout and feeling like they're the only person who's struggling. We talk about burnout and there is recognition that burnout is something others are going through as well. But there's still an underlying thought that everyone still has it figured out. You know, somehow I'm the only person who just doesn't know what to do and really feeling like despite our best efforts that we're just not enough. And this perpetuates the isolation and overwhelm thinking, I don't know what to do and I'm all alone instead of recognizing that this is a systemic problem that is affecting so many people. And by openly talking about it, by openly addressing it, and finding solutions that are supportive for the entire community, we can make so many more productive changes. Absolutely. You know, we're on social media, so we talk about it a lot. But for somebody listening to this podcast that perhaps is not in the different Facebook groups or really communicating with this, burnout comes up just about every day. Mm -hmm. Know that you're not alone. You truly are, and you really should reach out to people such as yourself. You're doing the coaching, Serene, Mm -hmm. Dr. Serene. And the reason for that is because you will be guided. And at this point, like when you are so burnt out, you do need guidance. It will get you through the other side, getting, and you will get through there. You'll be able to walk through it and you'll be stronger for it, but it'll be easier when you have somebody holding your hand and walking you through it. I wish I had had it years ago. And I truly felt like I was the only one. Nobody was talking about burnout at that time. You know, in all honesty, they probably were, but I just wasn't in the right circles at the right time. So I truly felt like I was by myself. And it was one of the things that I had said that I would help other people get through it. 
And so I think, you know, it's important to have creativity. It's important to do that basic self-care because when you start losing that, when you get into that rut and, you know, you don't even make time for yourself anymore, it becomes a real problem. And it's not just within physicians, it's lots of different jobs, but it really does become a serious problem. So it's a setup for disaster. Yeah, and I agree. It's not just within medicine, especially now with the pandemic and the era of working from home, having to balance all of that. So when we consider all of these elements, it's a lot for anyone. And to think that, oh yeah, I'm just going to do it effortlessly. It's not going to be hard at all. I think it's it's just an unrealistic expectation that we set for ourselves. And you do bring up a great point of when we are in that difficult space of experiencing burnout, feeling alone, etc. Looking for the communities that can be supporting you through this. As I mentioned earlier, when I was going through it, really, through most of my most difficult time, I really didn't have a huge support system. I didn't know what was available out there. And as I have actively searched out those communities and connected with them, it has been such a huge blessing for me. And as I've gone through the coaching and the growth and the connections within the community, including your group, the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Group, there's so many ways that we can support each other and help each other and really empower each other through that by sharing our stories and sharing what are some of the struggles that are real, not just what we think of, oh, severe burnout, but really just daily struggles. How do we manage doing homeschooling or e-learning along with working and some of the isolation with the pandemic? How do we manage trying to help our children through these periods? periods of isolation. So all of these are important for us to discuss and for us to have a community to explore this. There's no reason for anyone to do this alone. And there are communities both on social media as well as in person that there are ways to get connected to. I'll also put some information in the show notes so everyone has a chance to explore that as well. Just know that there's lots of opportunities. You know, you may feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, but there absolutely is a light at the end of the tunnel. You are just going through what you've been through in your life. You're a great leader. You are able to be a speaker if you wanted to. There are a ton of different options that you feel like you may not even realize. And you probably don't realize that that's part of the burnout too, is because you don't see a way out. But just know that there are plenty of ways out. And uh, there's a lot that you can do with the physician background and really any type of healthcare background. So for someone who is experiencing burnout and who's thinking, or at least recognizing, okay, I am not in a healthy space. There's some recognition that things are not where they need to be. What are some strategies that they can employ to determine what is their next step? Because not everybody wants to leave their job. So what are their choices? What are ways that they can explore how to navigate their way out of burnout when there's that intense feeling of being stuck or loss of autonomy, feeling like things are out of their control and trying to figure out what the next step is. So how do people figure out what would be a good path for them? I think you have to do a brain dump, write down on paper, and you may not feel like, oh, this is not an option, but think about it. Are you able to cut back half a day a week, a full day a week? That's one option, the job. Are you able to add some ancillary services to what you're doing if you're in private practice per se, which I know a lot of us aren't, but you know, there's physicians within our group that help with ancillary services. Is there some other way to 
start making an income so that you don't have, you can work basically smarter, not harder is the bottom line. Now you don't have to worry about so much on the units and how your productivity, perhaps even, you know, if you have a following on social media, you can do a course. You already have the following. Anybody can do a course. I could help you with that. Other people can help you with that. But if you don't have a following, that's the problem. So you develop a following. That would be one option, but everybody has something to teach. You know, there's a great book I'm reading now by Brendan Bashad about messaging. And he talks strictly about, it's a thin book. I think it's like a hundred or so pages. There's so many things that you could do with your life. Everyone has a message to share. And just, just a matter of you just doing it and being persistent with it. Now you may not feel that way if you don't have any time, right? So then somehow you have to make the time, cut back on what you're doing. It may be a loss in salary. It's okay. It's got to be one or the other, you know, and start saying no, start getting like delegating right within your own life. There's so many things that you could do that, you know, you need make yourself a priority. You can't pour from an empty cup and decide how you're going to do it. What support system you have. If you don't have a support system, you go and find it. People are there willing to help. Absolutely. I think that we've all experienced in different ways the power and the value of community when we help each other and we support each other. There's so much more value in that than when we're just working on our own. So I like to tell the kids, we don't all have to figure out from scratch how to do something. We can learn different parts. We can share the lessons that we have learned. We can help each other and work together as a team. And we can achieve so much more this way. I also love the concept of really recognizing that this is not black or white. This is not thinking I'm either going to work 80 to 100 hours a week in medicine or I'm going to have to quit medicine. There are so many options in between and recognizing that with the education and the skills that we've spent so long developing and nurturing, there's so many ways that we can explore ideas, options that are outside of the box that we may not have even considered before. And by trying different things and exploring what our options are, because we don't really know what we would enjoy until we really try it. So some of these things are just experimenting with it and being curious and seeing what it could be, I think is such a great idea. So for someone who's really in that space of understanding, recognizing that I don't really want to be a hundred percent in medicine. I want to have other options and do something else. There are so many non-clinical careers. So what are some options that they can explore, perhaps some communities or areas that you might be able to recommend? So first of all, from a personal point of view, I would have to say, where do you spend your time? And what I mean by that is if you have some minutes on a computer, or if you're going through your phone, regardless of Facebook, I mean, like actual websites, what are you visiting? Where are you spending your time? What books are you reading? And that should give you an idea of what you truly like, because this is what you're doing on your free time. And is there a way to transform that into potentially like to monetize that? And don't be so quick to say no, because you'd be surprised is what, how people make money. I think coaching is a great thing. As physicians, we like to help people. So I think, you know, coaching is pretty popular right now. Um, you can get into more of a passive income, what I consider passive, nonetheless, real estate income. There's classes on that. There's courses on that. Tons of Facebook groups, like depending on who you are, if you're a physician, tons of Facebook groups that you could join and see, just check in once or twice a day and see what the conversation is. Reach out to people. People in general, they want to help. They do want to help. So just reach out and don't feel like you're alone. And then start taking these courses. You know, like you said, Dr. Serene, you just never know what's going to interest you until you try it. 
That is so true. And it also brings up another great point, which is the struggle with imposter syndrome. So we feel like, well, I'm just not a really good public speaker, or I'm not really good at business, or all of the limiting beliefs that we might think about our own abilities and skills. There's a lot of different types of thoughts that can come up. How does someone who might not really know of themselves having any skills outside of medicine, how do they explore what are their options, especially if they feel like it's not something that they would be good at? How can they build and learn new skills that would allow them to explore what their horizons are? You know, I was asked this recently and I gave it a lot of thought. I think my number one tip on that would be when it comes to imposter syndrome, it's how you feel you're internalizing it. I'm here and I'm not supposed to be. I'm a fraud. People are going to find out about that. It's all about you. You have a message to share. You have skill to share with somebody else. So turn it around and make it about somebody else. Make it about them. So this way you have to be strong. You have to be able to share your message. You're doing it for somebody else. It's no longer about you. It's about them. And as physicians, we normally do give a lot. So when you turn it around and try to look at it like that, from that perspective, it's not about you. It's about helping somebody else. Then I think the message is clear and we worry less about imposter syndrome because we're like, we need to help somebody. That's what we do. Yes. And we can definitely connect to that a lot because as you said, that's what we've trained ourselves to do. When we entered medicine, that's what we've trained ourselves to put others first and to think about what does someone else need? So that makes it a message that we can all connect on. Sharing from our heart, sharing in a way that is of service to someone else. When you are thinking about the changes that comes with this type of growth, what are some of the struggles that you've had and how have you overcome them? Yeah, I think everyone has struggles. So I definitely have had struggles. I can tell you I'm least productive when I don't exercise in the morning. I can tell you that like the, like today I didn't exercise. There was good reason for that. We were up overnight with the dog. We have a 15 and a half year old dog and she's mm-hmm. coming to with the end. But so I didn't exercise, but I definitely feel it. And then on top of that, when I don't do self-development, I mentioned the book before, before written by Brendan Rashad. Mm-hmm. But if I don't do self-development on a regular basis, I feel it. I feel like I'm less creative. So one of the things that I do that helps me in the morning is I jump on the bicycle for a half an hour for 30 minutes and I read as I'm on the bicycle. I could do a podcast. I could listen if I'm doing some chores around the house. I'd put the earbud in and, and just keep going. If I had some time, I could watch a video. But I feel like, you know, reading the book of actually seeing the words helps me the most. And that's really what I would strongly recommend. There are a ton of books out there. Get yourself a coach for sure. Read books, work on self-development, and you'll see your mindset will change because you're filling it with positivity rather than I don't know, or I'm questioning myself. There's less of that going on because you're seeing inspiration or you're getting inspiration from other resources. That's so true. I feel like when we invest time and money in ourselves and really pay attention to what we need for our own self-care and self-development, it's such a huge part of just connecting to the joy in the moment and for us to be in that creative space. That's a great idea. Now, is there anything that you have discovered over the last year? I know it feels like it's been like 200 years since we started this pandemic, but over the last year going through this pandemic and experiencing the changes that has affected all of us personally and professionally, what would you say are some of the lessons that it's taught you? I think resilience. That's what I think that we can pivot and we need to cope and we need to pivot. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. 
But if you're a strong person within, if you're working within that self-development and have a strong support system and know how to delegate, when there's changes, whether it's in your own practice, whether it's in your side business, you need to learn how to pivot. And that's probably the most important thing because who knows what tomorrow brings? Who knows how long this pandemic is going to last? Who knows if there's going to be another pandemic next year, a whole different strain, or back to square one again. We truly don't know. So always have multiple streams of income for financial security, have different skill sets that you can work on. And again, that has to go along with multiple streams of income and just believe, you know, believe in yourself that you can overcome whatever is thrown at you. If you could go back in time to any part of your life, what advice would you give your younger self? Probably my 20s because I was so right. We, we did a similar tracks. We were medical school and then residency for general surgery. I'd have to say that make more time for the present because it goes by so quickly. I'm 53. I'll be 54 this year. Time goes incredibly fast. So just enjoy the moment, make the most of it. We seem to want to always have the grass is greener on the other side. You could say something like, I'll be happy when, or if, when this happens or when that happens, live in the present. Just don't worry about what tomorrow will bring. Don't worry about having to, you know, reach the next milestone or next achievement. Be happy with what you have. And that has to do with, you know, doing some gratitude journaling and just being present, being appreciative of what you have right now. That's so true. I feel like I've lived the I'll be happy when phenomenon for a long time. During all the periods of transition, I always thought, okay, I'll be happy when, you know, the next transition happens. And at some point you stop and you think, okay, well, at what point does it get better? We sacrifice so much when we're younger, that there's that delayed gratification and then not feeling that joy that we've been waiting for. So I think there's a huge under-recognition for our listeners. If they wanted to find you and know more about you, would you share a little bit about what you're doing now and where they can find you? Yeah, my website is Sharon Mac Wellness. That's Sharon Mac, M-A-C-K, wellness.com. I have a wellness program that incorporates a lot with weight loss. That's the focus, but I do it from a nutrition and a mindset point of view because I believe wholeheartedly that we truly know what to do when it comes to diet and exercise, but we don't do it. We need to work on our mindset. So the program works from within. And then we certainly go a deep dive into nutrition because that's extremely important, not just with weight loss, with helping to combat inflammation, decrease our risk of chronic diseases, and actually can help with mindset as well, or just whether it's moods or depression can be associated with different foods that we're eating. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. And I'll include that in the show notes as well. So if they wanted to click on the link and get there, they'll be able to do that. When you think back, the moments that you mentioned about pivoting, what was it that helped you embrace that pivot? Making a change in our life is so hard and pivot moments are hard. So what is something that you recognize now was really key? Uh, Dr. Serene, thank you so much. And pivoting is extremely important. Honestly, this will help you with life. It will help you with business. It's just, it's extremely important. So work on yourself, make sure that you're resilient. You may not feel like you are, but you can, it's a skill, you can learn it and have a strong support system. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. There's so many nuggets of wisdom here, and I know it's going to help others to hear that this is normal, that we all go through it and nothing has gone wrong. It doesn't mean that we have somehow failed or something that we're not doing correctly, that we can create something that's magical 
even if we do have to pivot and go through these hard things and really tackle burnout and kick it out to the streets. So I really appreciate all of the information that you've shared. I'll include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. For our listeners, I wanted to share a very special event that's coming up. I will be hosting a free virtual masterclass, Secret Strategy to Breakthrough Procrastination nation on Saturday, February 6th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be discussing mindset shifts to understand why we procrastinate and tools to overcome this. You can register for this at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com forward slash procrastination. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at serenitywellnessmd on Instagram. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would really appreciate it. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone again. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday. Goodbye for now.